the Arizona Cardinals should go after Chase Young and start Clayton Toon from week one. Let's discuss. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. At Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Go to the YouTube page, man. Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Like, subscribe, turn the notifications on, leave a comment. We're getting closer. Like this offseason wasn't even difficult. I think maybe it's because there's just so many unknowns, which breeds so many storylines of what ifs. And I really just think it's a, ah, the last regime isn't here anymore. Now, sure, this new regime could fail miserably. We don't know. Or it could thrive and, and reach levels of success that this organization has never seen. We don't know. But excitement of the unknown is a real thing. Fear of the known is what we're coming from. So with such a stark contrast, I think it just breeds excitement that supplants whatever mud in the muck we were feeling over the last couple of seasons, even though there was such a high to start the 2021 season. You see how Uncle Rico that is? They were talking about two years ago's success as a sticking point for why maybe the previous regime shouldn't have been fired. It's ridiculous. As we continue through camp, there's a couple storylines that need to be discussed. And one of them is the quarterback, not Kyler Murray. Who's going to start in his stead? Who's going to start, you know, in, in his spot until he returns? I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. Jonathan Gannon is keeping his head down and building something in Arizona. I'm going to talk about that in the third segment. But first, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, what low-risk, potentially high-reward players could the Cardinals add before the start of the season. And I was saying free agents, ah, the free agent crop isn't great. There's some elder star, there's some older stars like Marcus Peters who went elsewhere, who I had kind of pinned as, as somebody the Cardinals should maybe go after to bolster the, the cornerback room, other names, but there's a name that just kind of piqued my interest. Somebody we've been watching from afar who was an absolute terror in college, who had a good rookie season, and who's battled injuries the second and third season with an organization that hasn't won a whole lot, even though they've made the playoffs. And that's Chase Young. So go with me here, okay? The Washington professional football team, the commanders, and whatever they're going to change their name to with Magic Johnson partially, you know, taking over there, they declined his fifth-year option. So this would truly be a one-year prove-it deal for Chase Young. And it's like, you know what? It's about 10 mil. Please do not subscribe to the, oh, the Cardinals. They they need to be careful with their cap space this year. No, they don't. No, they don't. Well, it's going to carry over to next year. They're going to have plenty of cash next year, even with Kyler Murray hitting the 50-plus mil cap hit. I think they're going to have upwards of 50 mil next year at the, on the, you know, with the cap. So relax. Chase Young, okay, he is the Arizona Cardinals. 
two years ago, three years ago. So loosely had a massive year and then really haven't been heard from since. Oh, well, he's injured. Okay. That's actually beneficial for the Cardinals. And I'm going to tell you why. Instead of potentially a first round pick, if they didn't want to pay him, you could probably get him for a third. A third this year, a third and a fifth, a third and a fourth next year, whatever it is. It's pennies on the dollar compared to what the ceiling is for this young man. He's 6'5". For those that remember his rookie year, he looked to be one of the best rookies to ever come out. He was an absolute machine. You know what the Cardinals need? 4-3 edge rush help. Well, they've got some guys. They have. They don't have nearly enough. When we're great, when we're grading the position rooms for the Cardinals, the position groups, sure, pass rush is towards the top, but it's such a massive curve that's being graded upon. It's like getting a B in a calculus college class where the top score was a 58. So the Cardinals need as much pass rush help as they can get for a couple of reasons. One, their pass rush room isn't great. Sure. They're going to move Zabin there, potentially with the edge at times, depending on scheme. But we haven't seen him there. Cam Thomas had a good second half of the season last season. MyJ Sanders flashed in spots. They lost Zach Allen. They lost J.J. Watt. They have zero pass rusher on this team that opposing offenses are going to have to scheme for and scheme around. So if you can add a guy like Chase Young, I think it's a no-brainer. Pretty cheap. Going to have to make a decision after this season. But the Cardinals can't be choosy here. If Washington would give up Chase Young for a third to potentially get something this year, in a year that they're probably not going to win much, and just let him walk next year, I mean, they can franchise tag him, but like you can pick up a third-round pick for a guy who was once looked to be one of the better up-and-coming pass rushers in the league and didn't have a Miles Garrett trajectory uh, or performance since. He's kind of gone in the doldrums of, of, of injuries. I think it's a win-win for both sides. Because when you look at the Cardinals and you look at what their future looks like, it's exciting. There's possibilities. They've got a whole bunch of picks. But we can't get in the game where it's like a draft pick is worth more than a potentially great entity when healthy. I think it's a no-brainer to use one of their extra thirds on a guy who could potentially transform the pass rush. Because the old adage, who's to say that who they drafted in the third round is going to be better than what Chase Young could potentially be. You can make an argument for both. I understand that. But I feel like, especially with the lack of talent the Cardinals have added to the roster outside of the draft, I think it would be a sweet, sweet deal for both sides. And Chase Young can rebuild his career in Arizona where they desperately need pass rush help. They're going to have some cheese next year to potentially pay him Like, I don't see the downside. And, oh, here's this one. This is one of my favorite ones that I've got all over Twitter. The Cardinals need to tank, so you shouldn't add good players. If the Cardinals can win a lot of games with this roster, imagine how many games they can win next year with cap space and all those draft picks. You want the Cardinals to win. If the Cardinals win seven games with this roster, that is arguably the worst roster in the NFL, Jonathan Gannett potentially coach of the year. Kyler Murray must have played well, so they're going to be able to not, you know, not have to draft a young quarterback and start over. Like, 
The Cardinals won a lot of games this year. That's a good thing. That means that a lot of things worked. That B.J. Ojolari worked. That Garrett Williams worked. That Paris Johnson Jr. worked. That Trey McBride worked. That Like, if the Cardinals win a lot of games this year, that's a good thing. It means they're one less year away from relevancy. I, I, I don't see the downside. I understand. Well, and, and, you know, my point is strengthened by the fact that they do have Houston's first-round pick. If they didn't have Houston's first-round pick, it may be a little stickier, but they're going to get First of all, the Cardinals aren't winning more than seven or eight games this year. It's just it, pretty much an impossibility. Unless Kyler Murray comes back week two and then the offense just goes gangbusters and Garrett Williams and B.J. Ojolari stud out and Zayvon Collins moving to more of a natural position for him and Isaiah Simmons, you know, playing big man in the middle in the safety position. Like, if everything works, it, it will be the talk of the year. So adding Chase Young, it's not like – it's not going to move the needle that much for this year, but for the foundation built for the future could be incredibly massive. If the Cardinals get steal him for a third round pick, like what it would look like if he balled out this year after they traded for him. I just, I do not see the downside locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Another thing I don't see a downside for psst, that's called the transition here in the biz it's starting Clayton Tune week one. I'll tell you why. Next, Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel, FanDuel, FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets. Win or lose, that's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to be the first home run hitter. All on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports. As we go down the stretch here, baseball is going to be really fun. It's going to be really, really fun. There's so many storylines. Baltimore leading the AL the, the AL East and Shohei Otani and Shohei Otani and Shohei Otani. He deserves three mentions every time he's mentioned in the sentence. But FanDuel's got you locked for all things Major League Baseball. Sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. I got to sing a little bit. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you don't already. It's easier to watch than listen, right? And listen and watch. You can watch my big dumb face and pair it with wherever you get your podcasts. Be a good experience, I think. So here's the thing. The Cardinals need help across the entire roster. And that's okay. I mean, that's not that's not a bad thing. That's just where they are right now. And I think Chase Young would be a massive addition. 6'5", I mean, just a big, big man. And if he could stay healthy, I mean, you see this all the time. Player injured, had one good year, injured, place he was drafted, goes somewhere else, and then, you know, 
I mean, injury, there's a lot of things with injury that are just luck. Um, I think he's a bit, you know, I think it'd be, it'd be a massive, massive addition for the Cardinals. And I think it's a low risk one. It's a lottery, it's a lottery ticket. Third round pick for potentially a guy who can tra- who can transform your pass rush or add to the transformation of it. I think it's a no brainer. Another no brainer. The Cardinals need to start Clayton tune week one. And here's the thing with a lot of quarterbacks coming out who aren't ready, a lot of quarterbacks coming out like to just, you know, they don't want to be in college anymore. All the transfer portals, maybe there's potentially a young stud coming in or somebody waiting that could potentially take their job, but they're still NFL ready or almost, you know, there's so many different things that surround a young quarterback coming into the league. And in this situation specifically, I think it's perfectly tailored to Clayton Toon's start. A couple of reasons. One, Colt McCoy should never start an NFL game again, unless it's injury midseason. It's just not. You cannot usher in Arizona Cardinals 2.0 with Colt McCoy starting week one. You just can't. You just can't do it. And what he's done for this team, what he's done for the locker room, one of the best signings Steve Kime made. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And he's been serviceable. He went two and one with it with Kyler Murray out a couple of years ago. Like he's played well for the Cardinals, especially as a backup. But backups have higher floors than bad quarterbacks and lower ceilings than good quarterbacks. That's just the way it is. That perfect little sweet spot. So when you talk about Colt McCoy, perfect. Hold the clipboard. If Clayton Toon plays bad, you bring him in then. But I feel like Clayton Toon, there's a couple things. If, if you're not aware of his history, okay? Clayton Toon played all four years at Houston, okay? He threw for over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns last year as a senior. And his defense was awful. So that's the only reason why – that's the reason why they lost five games. I mean, he – isn't just a guy who played two years, had one good year, and he's like, let's try it. Houston quarterbacks throw the ball a lot. Houston quarterbacks put up a lot of points. It's different bringing in a four-year guy who threw the ball 17 times a game in college. That's not this. Clayton Toon's ready to play football. He's ready to play in the NFL. And barring, you know, like, look at what happened with Zach Wilson last year. I know he was number two overall. Like, I I get all of those things. Okay, I understand all of it. But I feel like, especially with knowing the limitations of Colt McCoy and the other not-so-great quarterbacks the Cardinals have on their roster, I think it's just an – it's a no-brainer. They drafted him. Why would you draft him if you were going to start Colt McCoy? You knew Kyler Murray was going to be out. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The kid – can command an offense. He's done it for four years. You can't fake 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in a pseudo power conference in college football. I just don't, this day and age, college football players, college quarterbacks are ready a lot faster. But on top of that, Colt McCoy's look not so great in camp. There's zero, like, I wish Trace McSorley was ready to ball last year. Like I've said this about Trace McSorley. I, I talked with Kevin Ostriger from Lockdown Ravens, who who obviously got a, a close look at him when Lamar Jackson got hurt a couple of years ago and Trace played a couple of games, almost brought him back. I think it was against Pittsburgh on a Wednesday with, with the, the uh, 
the schedule thing with with the pandemic. Trace McSorley did everything right except for throw the football well. <laughs> like he looked like a star quarterback. His mannerisms, his poise in the pocket, his ability to extend plays and run and use his legs until he just actually let go of the ball didn't go where it was supposed to. More than it, more more than the other side. But with Clayton Toon, it's like you know what? He's got poise. He knows how to play football. Like it's just one of those things where. It's a zero lose and zero win situation. Let me explain what I mean. And I tweeted this out. Like it's, it's a, it's a, both are best case scenarios and both are worst case scenarios. So best case scenario, Clayton Toon comes out, loses a bunch of games. Cardinals have a high draft pick. Best case scenario, Clayton Toon comes out and he's an absolute diamond in the rough and just starts hucking it with his offense, and they're putting up 25 points a game before Kyler Murray comes back. Far-fetched? Sure. Possibility with what he did his senior year of college? Yes. With a bunch of games loosely defined. Worst-case scenario. Clayton Toon comes out. It's terrible. So you got to play Colt McCoy. Wait for Kyler Murray to come back. Worst-case scenario. Clayton Toon wins a bunch of games, and the Cardinals are out of contention for a top-five pick. So you see, it's like, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't for both sides of the scenario with Clayton Toon. But it's going to be a lot more fun. It's going to be a lot more organic. And I feel like with where the Cardinals are right now, starting him is kind of saying goodbye to the old Cardinals, come what may. Goodbye to the Arizona Cardinals of old. This is a new regime taking chances with a late round rookie and just saying, you know what? Let's see what happens. Let's roll the ball out there and see what happens. And I feel like that is that just for everything. And listen, if it doesn't work, you yank him. If it doesn't work, you yank him. Like if he's not ready, but the second overall pick looked that bad for a large portion of a season. Can't look worse than that. And if it does, you got Colt McCoy. It's win-win. I would start the kid, and I don't think it's close. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Jonathan Gannon is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing with other coaches, calling out former coaches for not doing a good job. Jonathan Gannon is keeping his head down. He's fixing what Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury broke, and he's ushering in his new regime with a quiet resolve that's exactly what the doctor ordered for the Arizona Cardinals. I'll unpack more. As we roll on here, Thursday edition, Locked on Cardinals. Everydayers, thanks for hanging. One more segment. Now, segment and segments, same thing. I know. I know a couple of you are worried. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. This is going to be exciting. This entire season is going to be exciting. First of all, because we get to watch football. Second of all, we're going to get to see Jonathan Gannon on the sideline, hopefully just silence the naysayers who just forget how great of a defense he coached with one half of football in the Super Bowl against the best quarterback we've seen since Tom Brady. So there's that. With what Sean Payton said about Nathaniel Hackett, I had my, I had my, um, you know, my talk about that last week. I don't, I don't care 
about Sean Payton. I think the Cardinals dodged a bullet by not draft by not signing him. Um, Jonathan Gannon could have done the same thing about Cliff Kingsbury. And, and this is here's the thing. This is funny too. When I talk about Sean Payton and I talk about Jonathan Gannon, I'm not comparing the two. It, it's it's so funny when people see they don't agree with something you say. Well, it's like, well, what about this? You have no idea what you're talking about. Look at this. Look at Jonathan Gannon. Why would you compare them? It's like people are just so simple. They're simple-minded, not unlocked on Cardinals. We're going to use your brain muscle. So with Jonathan Gannon, business as usual. Undoing everything that Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury did. Undoing. And there's power in that. Because if you win over the locker room, you know what that does? That starts the chain reaction. You have to start from step one. You have to gain the trust of your new players. You have to gain the trust of your coaches. You have to gain the trust of the stars in the locker room that really sway one way or the other where things are going when things are going tough. Listen to coach. Nobody's late. No cell phone breaks. What Jonathan Gannon is doing so far through camp is ushering in what a leader of a professional football team should look like, quietly. Answering questions, moving on. The thing is, this is where the tough part begins. And obviously being a head coach is tough. Like, come on. When it comes to next steps for Jonathan Gannon, talking is good, teaching is good, building that resolve and that strong foundation for the future is good. Now, a lot of adversity is going to hit with the Cardinals, probably starting in preseason. A lot is going to hit this year. Chances are. And it's how you've pre-framed everything with your players and your coaches, just as a team, how to deal with those tough situations. We're going to find out in the first few weeks what this Arizona Cardinals team is made of. I feel like it's a, they're going to play hard. These guys are professional. They're professional. Everybody plays hard. Okay. But it's playing hard together when you're down by three scores with six minutes left in the fourth, that's what shows the merit of a team. That's what shows the buy-in of a team. That's where coaching shines. That's going to be the tough part. And it's not like he can't do it. It's not like it's not going to happen. Pre-framing it and then going through it and holding that frame and having Players, coaches, and himself remember what camp was like when this was when this began. That's going to be the true test because we're going to find out. We're going to find out. He's never been a head coach before. And 
Neither had Rod Chininsky. One year with Cleveland. I think that was his last name. Neither had Nathaniel Hackett. Neither had a bunch of guys. But you know who also did? Bill Belichick. Andy Reid. Sean Payton. I just did that in for fun. Everybody was a first-time head coach once. It's an easy argument to make because it only happens once. I'm going to use it because I feel like at this point where the Arizona Cardinals are, what he's done so far is exactly what they've needed. Have we heard about a lot of it? No. Does it matter? Absolutely not. Trouble in River City would have happened already. Oh, they're not buying in. Oh, he's not cut out for this. Blah, 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 blah. This is going to be a collective effort, as I mentioned. Jonathan Gannon's like the president, and the coaches will be like the cabinet. It's going to be more of a team effort. A lot of guys, most guys on the coaching staff, haven't been the coach at this position before, including both offensive and defensive coordinators. So it's going to be a lot of learn as you go, which is okay. That's what transition is. You cannot rush this process. But what you can do is do everything step-by-step necessary early on to position yourself for the best chance to have success. And success in 2023 is not directly correlated to win-loss. It's building and maintaining an ecosystem of functionality, dispersion of power, and trust in everybody that everybody is there for one main reason, to win and to play hard with their teammates. And what Jonathan Gannon has done so far is positioning themselves for just that. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. I will talk to you tomorrow.